0: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports.network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, on, uh, on YouTube, on Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out, make them a part of your car buying experience for your new vehicle either at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or just go see them right there in Lebanon. Also, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine health. And get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com, Farm Bureau health plans. So you made, uh, I, I thought about some early shade because you talked about people having big plans on Saturday. I do have a close friend, Zach, who you know personally as well, uh, who has a, uh, a birthday party for their young child that was scheduled two months ago from three o'clock to four 30 on Saturday. And that stuff happens, right?
1: I think you're muted. I think you're muted. I think you're muted. Are you muted? The same thing happened to me. There was two, two of my friends had a two o'clock basketball game for their children. So they're in a tough spot, right? Now, hopefully that game goes quick. They get, get to where they need to be. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's Saturday. You yeah. know, the NFL tries to take over every single day of the week. Saturdays in January are tough. I think a lot yes. of wives, girlfriends, fiances, what do you want to say, they're ready for football season to end if that is not, you know, truly a part of their life. I know there's some diehards. Now, now, a
0: two o'clock basketball game for a kid, that, that thing's over by 3:30. Now, it depends on what you do afterward. You gotta go find a TV and you can come join us to the mainstay or watch us. But that thing, that game is over by three. Uh, this this birthday party is tough. But anyway, so let's get th- let's get into this because. We're still waiting for the transaction to come through from the Tennessee Titans saying that Derrick Henry has been activated uh, to the to the roster from into Reserve. That has not happened yet. He is still practicing. Uh, he is working through his return-to-play protocol that Mike Vrabel has for everybody, and it's always an individual plan, but there's no doubt that there will be a lot of pressure on Derrick Henry if, in fact, he does play, which is assumed that he's going to play against the Bengals. But there's one guy who is also under an immense amount of pressure to perform Saturday in Nissan Stadium in front of a sold-out crowd of Titans fans, and that is first-year Titan Julio Jones. Julio Jones was brought in to this organization, Zach, for this game. He was brought in to perform in the playoffs, to help them win playoff games, and to reach a Super Bowl. Julio's been... Uh, to the Super Bowl once, and they had a 28-3 lead, and they lost it. He's tasted some of it, but, you know, he hasn't been able to get back, and he hasn't won a lot of games since that Super Bowl loss because they were struggling in Atlanta so much. But you trade a second-round pick. You also give him a restructured contract that puts 15 million bucks into his pocket, and now he's missed a handful of games. He only scored one touchdown in the regular season, and it didn't even happen in the calendar year 2021. It happened two weeks ago uh, in Houston in the last game of the regular season. Julio Jones has to perform on Saturday to help the Titans win a playoff game because really, this trade is not a bust yet. If Julio can help the Titans get to the Super Bowl, who cares about the regular season because the eventual goal will be met or close to being met, but he's got to help them and perform well on Saturday
1: well, and that goes to the likeliness of that happening, right, and one word to describe Julio Jones's season with the Tennessee Titans fans exhausting It has been an exhausting experience from even the the talks of them trading with the Atlanta Falcons dating back to May and then actually doing the deal, then training camp and missing time because they want to protect him because of his age and obviously his proneness to injury. Well, that came to fruition all season long. And it has been an exhausting journey for Titans fans that, I mean, and I will say this, you you see... People on game day wear or Titans fans on game day, whether they're previous Bama fans or they just are excited about Julio Jones wearing the number two jersey. Right. That thing holds no weight and hasn't held any weight all year all year long. I feel good, I don't feel good, I feel good, I don't feel good. That's been the game back and forth. Now, here is the one thing of where we are right now, and, and Austin, I do I do adamantly agree with you as This is the moment that the Titans front office and coaching staff have been waiting for when it comes to trying to get and squeeze the most juice out of Julio Jones starts in the playoffs. Can he make some big catches? Can he make touchdown catches, grabs? Can he get open? And here's a big one. Can he help other players get open? We've seen Nick Westbrook-Arkina get that seam. That seam has been his bread and butter for the last couple of weeks. A.J. Brown, we know what that frees up for him. Even Furt got in in a little bit of the action in Houston. If he can do that, but also be productive on the field, and I have have one thing that I expect Julio Jones to do this week Playoff season. Now, I hope this playoff season is not just one game for the Tennessee Titans, and it's more than that. But he has he has to accomplish one thing, in my opinion. Of he was brought in for many reasons, Austin. Right? I mean, for for what he represents, for the juice because of Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and their friendship, camaraderie, bringing uh, this offense as a whole together, replacing the lack of tight ends because of Jonu Smith's exit. I mean, all of these things have kind of compiled on one another. And now we're here at Judgment Day. You said it, $15 million, gone. Out of Amy Strunk's pocket and right into the, the nice wallet of Julio Jones. I assume he's got a nice wallet with $15 million. Put up or shut up. That's what this is. It's put up or shut up time for number two to come in in a new jersey everybody associates the atlanta falcons with julio jones how can they start to change their mind when tens of millions of people will watch these games and will watch on saturday to say wow julio jones is the real deal still even post 30
0: yeah so a couple uh, comments from you guys <clears throat> and then we'll get a, a question in here to get more comments Uh, Here, Jonathan says, can Julio handle it? That's a good question. Uh, Nike says, Tannehill also has to hit Julio. He missed a few passes to him the last week wide open. And G-Man says, can Julio be targeted? Because we've seen several games where Julio's been open but hasn't gotten targets, or he's been on the field playing snaps and hasn't been targeted, like, example, the first half of the Pittsburgh game when it took almost the entire first half to throw him the damn ball. Now, they did it. They threw him the damn ball in Houston in Week 17. Robert's saying that NWI took over Ferkser's role down the middle. That's definitely true. Nas says uh, that this game is going to be more about the defense. Look, we've got a lot of day. we got all week to talk about this matchup. So we're taking it piece by piece. And today we're focusing on Julio Jones. So let's ask this question, Zach. What's the minimum stat line Julio Jones must have for a Titans win over the Bengals? All right. What's the minimum stat line? that Julio Jones must have for a Titans win over the Bengals. Now let's remember this. The Titans have won multiple games this year with Julio's stat line being 0-0-0. Zero catches, zero yards, zero touchdowns. So what is the minimum stat line for Julio Jones uh, to have for a Titans win over the Bengals? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, they're the professional landlords in the area. Simply head to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many ways that renterswarehouse.com can help you out. They create extra cash flow for you and your family. They set up long-term equity for you and your family to get retirement plan ready because rent estate is a great way uh, to create extra value for your life to get retirement plan ready. And they do all the work for you. You don't do anything but get the money. You're not the landlord. You're the property owner. Be the property owner. Don't be a landlord. Let the pros do that at renterswarehouse.com.
1: Yeah, don't forget Bet MGM Been red hot of late uh, on the book. I had the Rams' first half last night. That cashed real, real easily for me. I put that in right before the game. I was trying to figure out who. I felt like the Rams are going to win. And shout out to our guy Jack Gentry that is just going to buy a jersey. Uh, a nice Matthew Stafford jersey after Kyler Murray. He was the guy that wet the bed last night. Uh, Stafford was scoring QB sneak touchdowns, throwing touchdowns to Cooper Cup, Higby, Odell Beckham. Everybody got in on the action right there. Yeah. So uh, uh, look forward to that jersey, old Jack from the Tighten Up Podcast. But download the, the app right there. They are the king of sportsbook. All right, so what
0: is the minimum stat line for Julio Jones that he must have for a Titans win over the Bengals? I am going to head to the comment section. A lot of comments coming in here, so I'm trying to get to the top of these things uh, so I can don't miss anybody who got in there early. Donald says 70 yards. Alex says 4 for 60 and a touchdown. Nicholas says 5 for 60. Steven says 75 and two touchdowns. Well, if Steven thinks that's the minimum, then then the Titans are going to be in for a shootout, right? Uh, Nick says two catches, 25 yards, zero hamstring injuries. That's the most realistic one I've seen from Nick Ewing on on YouTube. Ramon says nine for 123 and two touchdowns. I think you guys are misunderstanding the word minimum. Uh, Yuri says six for 79 and a touchdown. Jose says 50 yards and a, and a tutty. Uh, Josh was five six for 65 and a touchdown. John saying six for 120, just hoping. Marquis says three for 50. Five for 60 to 80 yards from Eric five for about 70. A lot of people are landing on that five catches for north of 50 yards for Julio. That's that's what people are saying their minimum must be. Zach, how do you answer this question?
1: Well, the player props are not out yet on BetMGM. Right. And so it's – but but I do think that, again – You know what the player
0: prop was against Houston, right? Because you had it.
1: Yeah, well, it was 49-and-a-half.
0: I thought it was 29-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, it was twenty nine and a half. I yeah. guess forty four nine and a half was earlier the season. So twenty nine and a half. So that, that tells you. I mean, 40, that tells you everything you need to know. I, I yes. place a lot of bets. I'll be honest. So I, I kind of forget which bets I place. Uh, you know, I, I win and move on. That's what you got to do. You you and when you lose, you got to move on. You can't dwell. You know. So if that was twenty nine, and okay, so that kind of makes me think a little bit more. I would say my over under for this question I think his over under is probably going to be closer in the uh high 30s maybe mid 40s range I think I'll I would kind of juice that up a little bit I'll go 49 and a half I think if he gets over 49 and a half yards that means that he is a part of the game you know I can't sit here and say oh Julio Jones is the type of guy that can get Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill like numbers, or Jamar Chase like numbers, and get 115 yards or 130 yards. He's not targeted uh, enough, like Matthew Stafford targets Cooper Cup. Last night was a great example. If you watch that game, Matthew Stafford could not get Cup involved. He had a drop early. They were talking about it on the Manning podcast. I now watch the Manning podcast. Screw those other guys. I am. I talk ball, and if you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Our future president at some point in my lifetime, I've called that. Bet GM. I want you to make me be able to bet on that. So if you smell what the Rock is cooking, you would know that Cooper Cup could not get involved early. But what did they do in the second half? They gave him easy targets. Now, Cooper Cup is a different wide receiver than Julio Jones is. But that's something that Todd Downing does very poorly. Mm-hmm. he 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 sucks at that. I'll just say he blows at that. He cannot get the guys who have to get involved because I think if Julio Jones does get a part of this game, it everybody kind of raises their level because it's a surprise, and what do we talk about the trickle down effect? If Julio's involved, if that man has fifty yards, a j Brown's going to get his, is going to get his. God knows the king in the backfield's going to get his. Now you're starting to have that offensive firepower that you're going to need against Cincinnati. So over 49 and a half, now, you're thinking, now I'm actually thinking about betting this just because of what we're talking about. I will wait for the player prop to come out on BetMGM to see exactly what the line is, but that's where I'm at. I don't expect him to score a touchdown. The dude scored one all season, so that would be false expectation. Mm-hmm. 49 and a half is my number. Okay.
0: Uh, I think the, I think the bet and GM total will be lower than that. So you're oh yeah. To go, yeah. And so we'll, we we'll like address 30, that.
1: Five uh, I don't know. Playoff game, but Henry's back. That's why we're not a, a bookmaker. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, well, a to Z sports picks is coming up at two o'clock. Maybe we should text
0: Alan Bell and Brian Edwards and see what they think about what they would make that line. Anyway. Okay. So, You mentioned something about Todd Downing, that he hasn't done a good job of just getting guys the ball and getting them involved in the offense. And I think we've talked about this. I heard uh, Blaine Bishop and Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson, by the way, is going to be on the Tighten Up podcast this week with Jack and Austin Huff. But uh, Dyson was saying that it felt like they were just calling plays in the playbook, not calling for scheme or for player for a lot of the season. That they were, you know, just dialing up whatever play they felt was right instead of going after the defense with certain players like they have in AJ Brown and and Julio Jones. So I'm just looking at the cornerbacks for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think are uh are suspect especially when Eli Apple is a starting corner for you. Now and he's played
1: lo- better. He's played better this year, Austin. I- I've watched him. No, he's he played has played better. better. Than he did in New York or New Orleans because he right. was atrocious then.
0: I guess he's only good when he's within this this state of Ohio. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the case. But Eli, Eli Apple playing better, but he's still Eli Apple. And then you've got uh, uh, a woozy there on the other side. I don't necessarily. Those aren't name corners. Mike Hilton's a good slot guy, but Mike Hilton's also undersized. And I think AJ and Julio can take advantage of their uh, physicality with really all of their corners. So I think. I think my minimum impact for Julio Jones. Look, I I think four catches is probably about right. But the most important thing for me, I want three first downs out of Julio Jones. Three first downs. Whether that's a third and three that gets four yards, I don't give a damn. Just convert the third down or, or move the sticks three times if I'm Julio Jones. Because this game. Is going to be. I think the Bengals will score some points early. I, I just think Joe Burrow's that dangerous. And based off of what we saw him do to a different Titans defense last year, I, and Joe Burrow's better than he was last year. I think Burrow's going to be able to score some points with the offense they have. They've been doing it all year. So you're going to have to be able to keep pace a little bit with the Bengals offense early on. And you can't go three and out on the opening drive like they did. Check it, eight times this year. Eight times this season in 17 games, they went three and out on the opening drive. They punted, I think, 14, uh, no, 12 times on the opening drive. So you've got to go down there and get first downs. I think if Julio can convert three first downs in this game, I think that helps you out because AJ will get some. you will get some in a bunch of different ways. But I think Julio's had to have an impact. Give me three first down conversions.
1: So perfect case scenario. We always do best case scenario and worst case scenario. Be- worst case scenario is, is he doesn't do anything. Best case scenario is he has three first downs. He has four catches for forty nine yards and or fifty yards, right? Because now and you, you get the have, average so over know, okay. ten, right? Right. And th- and that and it, it, and look, we're asking for fifteen million dollars. You're actually be giving me one hundred and fifteen yards a game. That's what oh, you, you should, should be, be putting
0: up Jamar Chase numbers.
1: Yeah, $15 million
0: a year. But again, we have, because of what we saw over the last five plus months with Julio Jones is we cannot continue to keep our expectations that we had in August or July for Julio Jones. Like we have to move the target. We have to change and adapt, adapt our expectations. And I think Julio Jones, three first downs, I think is a legitimate expectation for Julio Jones in this playoff game based off of what he did this past year.
1: And game. I think 50 yards is too. I think we have lowered our expectation, right? If you were to ask the same question as you said at the beginning of the season, it's not even close to what we're saying right well, now. Well, do you know how so, many
0: times he went over 50 yards in a game this year?
1: Uh, Twice.
0: He played in 10 games. He went over 50 yards three times.
1: What was the third time? It's uh, Seattle,
0: the, Seattle, Buffalo because he yep. had a forty catch off. Of that base. was the How
1: acrobatic that? catch.
0: Yep, and then
1: Houston, Houston. Oh well, yeah, forget about Houston.
0: Now he he had forty seven against the Colts in the first time, and he had other games where he was th- in the thirties three times, and so just not a lot of games. And he had the Pittsburgh game zero. The Niners game on Thursday night, one for seven, right? So it's Well, he didn't
1: play. He didn't finish the Pittsburgh game. So he, here, I'm going to call timeout. Okay. Here's where we've talked a lot about what our expectations for Julio Jones are, should be, aren't, all of that stuff. Here is where I do think, Austin, that there should be some more optimism heading into this game regarding Julio Jones to get over 50 yards, three first downs, and four catches. I think that we we should – be optimistic that this is going to happen. And here's the reason. I think he's kind of trended. I think Houston was a big game for him. To get him back in the mix, he he played well. He didn't play great. He played well in Houston. And that game was weird towards the end as Houston made a surge. Mm-hmm. He got an extra week because of COVID, having COVID the week prior. And then he got an extra week really two weeks because they were the number one seed. So hamstrings should be better. He also played, which is good in the last week of the season. And now Derrick Henry is back, right? And so with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, and and, and here's the, the overall caveat to this, and we'll kind of go into Tannehill. Tannehill's comfort level should be a lot higher. You got your boys back. The boys are back in town. You know, and, yeah. and everybody can relate to this. If you have a college buddies or high school buddies, when you go back and you have an opportunity to hang out with them, maybe it's a night of drinking beer, maybe it's going to a bar, whatever it is, maybe it's just hanging out at the house. There's a comfort level that comes with that, right? Because you know those guys. Now, Tannehill doesn't know, uh, you know, who was the like the last the, the last year transfer. but. Right. But yeah. but still I think the comfort level matters going into this game where everybody's back and this is the team that you expected to ride with to go after a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I just don't I just don't know if the comfort has ever been there with Tannehill and, and Julio just because there hasn't been a lot of work. Like we gotta remember there's been no foundation laid between these two because There was limited work that they did in training camp. Julio missed like 20 consecutive days of training camp in August. And then when he came back, Tannehill got COVID and was out for two weeks.
1: That's the sad part, Austin. They should have been running back shoulder throws like every single day. Every day. They should be running back. Like practice, that should be their bread and butter. And we talked about, can you get your bucket? I know AJ's bucket. I mean, I know what it is. I don't know what what Julio Jones's bucket is and it goes to the time or lack thereof that they had this year but it's going and that, and you hope that that doesn't cost them in big moments.
0: Well and I almost like um uh, I almost don't want to bring this up just cuz I don't want Zach, to just, I don't want you to go off the rails, but just hang on. Hang uh, I, me I have a Zach.
1: feeling I know what you're going to say, and you know what it's going to do. So you can say it. I, I'm going to say, right, I'm going to do what I'm going to say.
0: Right, it's it's going to happen. But he, here is how I feel about this the connection between Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones this year reminds me the lack of connection, if you will, reminds me of the lack of connection that Ryan Tannehill had with Corey Davis in 2019. Then the next year in 2020. They had a much better year together because they had the full offseason. When Tannehill entered in 19, he wasn't the starter. He wasn't getting the reps. They didn't have that foundation laid. They laid it in the offseason of 2020 and had a good year together in 2020. Now, with Julio Jones, there hasn't been that foundation laid here. I don't think Julio is going anywhere based on his contract and his, and his guaranteed money. So there's a ability to maybe for next season have that foundation and have a similar foundation upward trajectory. That's all I wanted to say. I'm not saying anything about the ability of the wide receiver. And the only thing that I will say,
1: the the only my reaction is, Corey Davis, the reason why he had such a good year last year is because he's the last guy you look at. You had a 2,000-yard rusher in the backfield. You had A.J. Brown coming off of a rookie stellar rookie season. And Jonu Smith was still there. He's the last guy you look at. That's why he had so many catches. And then when it got down to the nitty-gritty, when they needed him the most against Baltimore— he was nowhere care. to be found.
0: I don't so, care. I, I'm, I'm just talking about the, the relationship between quarterback and wide receiver and uh, using something that we saw with Tannehill in one year with a new player and how it worked in year two with that player. That's and I'm all saying I'm the my,
1: only reason why there was probably connection is because that was the guy that was open because everybody else was playing okay. better and who was covered.
0: Corey Davis had the second most targets on that team. So I, I think – if you look forward, I think Julio Jones. That's has the an opp- point.
1: <laughs> you're proving my point. Okay, they whatever. targeted him because he was open because everybody else was doing so well. And then what? Corey Davis came back to being what he was this year against the okay. Jets. The, the and point I want, is, like, everybody you're, to, you're to watch the Jets. You are you insufferable. Watched the you are Jets.
0: insufferable and so thick-headed that you can't even like understand a nuanced point about what I'm trying to say. Let's move on from the Corey Davis thing, for God's sakes. So I think three first down conversions for Julio Jones is a, is a legitimate expectation for him to have a positive impact on this game. And you think 49 and a half yards is that number
1: for Julio as well? That's my over-under. And you know what? I'll probably bet – I'll probably put – uh well i'm gonna I'm not gonna say my number because I gotta see what it opens at. I will say if it opens at under forty, which it will if it's twenty nine and a half, I'll put fifty bucks on it If it's over, then my money will go down. I'll probably put thirty bucks on something that is is a little bit higher
0: all right, Zach. We're about to get into a good conversation about Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow before we do that. Tell everybody about farm bureau health plans.
1: Yeah. Farmer health plans is, I mean, it's exciting. I honestly think because my health plan is changing and I'm going through the process and so far it has been enjoyable and easy and that's what you want. You know, you don't even think about your health plan until maybe you use your health plan or at the beginning of the year, that's kind of where we're at. And you know, just started this partnership with Farm Bureau Health Plans, and it's going, going very, very well. They've got better coverage, better rates, and better service, and they've been trusted in the state of Tennessee for a very long time. I mean, when you see Farm Bureau Health Plans, that logo, I think it resonates with Tennesseans across the state, and they have the perfect plan for you. You just got to figure it out. I'm in the process of figuring out my perfect health plan. Look, entrepreneur. If you have a young family, they they honestly make life easier for you because their rates, I think, uh, and I'll find out here this week, I think they're going to be lower than what I've been paying the last two years. Look, inflation happens, everything goes up, right? But also, on top of that, I'm going to have better coverage. I'm excited about the possibility of having vision and dental. I wear contacts. They give you an allowance for contacts. She told me this earlier this week. It blew my mind. I was like, I've been paying 100 and something bucks out of pocket, and now I can have a health plan that includes that type of stuff that is perfect for me. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Visit FBHP.com.
0: All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. We've been talking about it this morning about the Julio over-under and what we expect to see on Saturday against the Bengals. We'll kind of follow that throughout the week. But don't forget, download the BetMGM app. And tonight, use this code, ATOZ200. So new users, ATOZ200, you put a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA game and you win 200 if either team hits a three-pointer. Regardless of your Moneyline bet outcome, regardless of who wins, who loses or whatever, you get 200 bucks in your account if uh, either team hits a three-point shot. That is the easiest $200 you could ever possibly make. Bet MGM. Download the app. That's tonight. Use the code ATOZ200 to put a $10 Moneyline wager to win $200 when either team hits a, hits a three-pointer. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from assurance for a problem gambling support called the Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Let's get into this conversation about Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow. Zach, who do you trust more in a fourth quarter need a TD drive, Ryan Tannehill or Joe Burrow? Who do you trust more in a fourth quarter need a touchdown drive, Ryan Tannehill or Joe Burrow? Because odds are, I think this game's going to be close. Uh, I think more games are going to be close this weekend than what we saw in Super Wildcard Weekend. Uh, but I, I think these two quarterbacks have firepower. They've got confidence in themselves. And I, I think it's pretty I think it's gonna be pretty inter- interesting to see what this fourth quarter is gonna look like between the two quarterbacks.
1: Well, let's just rewind to a couple of days ago. And Burrow, when he had the opportunity to close things out against the Raiders, he couldn't do it. The Raiders had an opportunity, right? I mean it was fourth down. They had all four downs in the red zone and they couldn't get it done and they had one, you know, last throw in towards the end zone they got picked off to end the game and ended the Raiders season but you know the Bengals got the ball back and all they had to do is get a first down and he couldn't do that. Now, pressure is different, right? Mm-hmm. When you're down and you have 2 minutes to go, can your quarterback lead you to a win? So here's the thing. You have Tannehill who uh, hasn't had his best year. He's probably had one of his mid-grade years, right? Because had, he had two good years in Miami. And the, since he's put on a Titans uniform other than this season, he's been stellar. He has been close to elite. But he's kind of come back to the means because of the injury situation. I think Burrow, my, my only issue with Burrow, I believe in the throws that he made. I mean, you saw those that seam route Uh Oh, my gosh. I mean, you put it to where it needs to be, he can do that, and he finds Jamar Chase, which I think is big in clutch situations. Also has Joe Mixon as a safety net out of the backfield. That always helps in two-minute situations when it comes down to the wire. But can he do it on the road in pressure? In this particular question, are you asking me – I assume the question is designed for this particular game – bingles at titans correct yeah i i i think that the crowd would get to a young joe burrow either the crowd or the defensive line i think the the defensive line is more likely to get to joe burrow than
0: the crowd i think joe burrow is as cool as it gets and i don't think that dude feels pressure
1: he's never been in a divisional playoff game on the road that i I think you're right but you ask you ask nfl players all over the country when the playoffs happen there's a whole different mystique does he benefit playing at home last week in a first playoff game yes he does but i expect and i know this is going to be crazy if i told this to a random nfl fan i don't know in oregon man i think nissan stadium is going to be a ruckus i think Austin, it is going Austin to be stadium
0: loud i mean Speaking it, of I, oregon.
1: I think it could get to that level i think that these fans are juiced I think they've done a really good job of not selling to the opponent. You know, Bengal fans, if this was if they were playing the Steelers or the Chiefs or the Bills, like possibly those two teams next week, then I think it they seep into the stadium, right? They just they find a way to do it because there's more of them. For mm-hmm. Bengals fans, this is new territory. I take Tannehill, and I'm kind of surprised that I am because I like Joe Burrow. He has a likable feature. Oh, cool Joe with those glasses. But I think that because of his inexperience, and I think Tannehill, here's the last thing I'll say, Austin. I think Tannehill has a lot to prove, not only about his career, but what happened last year in the wild card game. I mean, we had this situation that we're talking about. Titans could go down and win the football game, and Tannehill crumbled and threw an interception because Khalif Raymond got, I don't know, hip-checked by Marcus Peters, whatever you want to say. Pick didn't matter. They lost the game. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a redemption factor. I take Tannehill.
0: and We've never seen Ryan Tannehill succeed in the playoffs with the Titans in this situation. Now, Joe Burrow has never been in this situation, right, to need a touchdown to win the game in the fourth quarter of, of a playoff game. We, we saw like you just mentioned Tannehill couldn't get it done last year in the wild card round. He could not do enough or you know, to stay with the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. And that was then
1: the first time though, last year he was in that spot, right? Right. right Here's because, the ball, go get a touchdown.
0: Because the two playoff games that dude, the two playoff wins that Tannehill has been a part of in this organization, he has done the work in the first quarter and early to get leads. And so, I, and like Joe Burrow on Saturday, did the work in the first half to get the multi-score lead. And then, you know, you mentioned that needed a first down there at the end to win the game. They ran the ball twice, ended up losing yards. They tried some fancy stuff with Jamar Chase and got into a third and 11, and he threw the ball to Azoma uh, for seven yards to keep the clock moving, right? And so, like, that wasn't a, an on-Joe Burrow, couldn't-get-a-first-down type of situation because of – the play calls that they went with
1: an elite quarterback third and 11 is not daunting for Joe Burrow. It is. That's the difference.
0: So I also answer Tannehill with this question uh, because of the experience factor and the setting of the game being in Nissan stadium, I think is a, is a big deal right now. There is something interesting that I've seen. I think there's a trend for both of these quarterbacks And it's going to give on one side. I don't know which side, but Tannehill's last three games seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Joe Burrow's last five games, including that playoff game, he's got how about this 13 touchdowns to zero interceptions in his last five? So seven to zero for Tannehill in his last three, 13 to zero for Burrow in his last five. Does which one of these guys? commits a turnover to crush their team.
1: Makes the mistake.
0: Right, and the Titans' defense is better than the Raiders' defense, I think. I don't don't think that's shocking. No, they, they are. Yeah, and so can the Titans' defense do something to force Joe Burrow into a bad situation? But remember what happened when these two teams played in Cincinnati last season. I think it was the opening drive. Ryan Tannehill, bad interception in the red zone to allow the Bengals to get a jump start on that game. Yep.
1: Rolling to his right, threw back across his body in a small window to A.J. Brown, picked off. That'll take points off the board. That'll lose you football games or get you down early, right? Yeah. And the Titans, as we mentioned, they're a team that does well with a lead because of how they're structured, run the ball and play good defense. So, and they've been in plenty of these situations where Tannehill has had to go win the game. And since he's been a Titan, he's actually done a lot of that. He's won a lot of games because of his play at the end. Yeah. Here's one caveat that both of them have sneaky athletic. Both of them are, are, are have the ability. And I think Tannehill, I think he's struggled with this maybe of late, have the ability to get out of situations where, when the line closes down right go up or out and around that is a feel thing that is an experience thing so i think and i'll say this the quarterback that can utilize that attribute the best that is who will win the game is because it they're not statues they are a threat with their legs that can extend drives that can get first downs and And both have the ability to do it. We saw Joe Burrow last week or this past weekend. That's how that touchdown, the controversial touchdown that was not even close to being out of bounds, it was him scrambling and making a play. And when that breaks down, that's when wide receivers, all of a sudden, they look around and they're wide open. Yep, yep.
0: And I think a good point here from Orlando, our guy on Facebook, says Burrow goes off schedule a lot, and and that hurts the Titans in that area. The Titans struggle when things go off schedule. It's hard to play defense when things are off schedule. That's why athletic quarterbacks are preferred this day and age. But also well, think about this. Tyrod
1: Taylor did that to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, somebody mentioned, um, scrolling back up uh, to to these guys, uh, G-Man says, both of the quarterbacks are sackable. Did you know that Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times this season?
1: Yeah, I think it led the league. Ryan
0: Tannehill sacked 47 times this season. So, yes, both quarterbacks are very sackable. The Titans have a better defense than the Raiders, and the Raiders got to Joe Burrow twice. But that extended play ultimately was the difference in the game because it was a seven-point game, and that touchdown right there at the end was huge because, you know, the the inadvertent whistle or not, if Joe Burrow doesn't make that play and the Bengals kick a field goal, the Raiders – kick a field goal to tie in that, or they, you know, don't go for it on fourth down uh, in that situation at the end of the game.
1: Well, when you talk about sacks, it backs you up, right? So now it's third and 11 and it's third and 12. The Bengals are actually better. I, I feel more confident that the Bengals can get that than the Titans, right? The Titans aren't set up for third and long. They're set up for third and short and getting into situations. Here's one thing that we'll talk about later in the week. It's only Tuesday, boys and girls. We got a lot to discuss. Austin, we need to put this on the docket. All right. Coaching aggressiveness. Coaching aggressiveness. I think this will be a key factor in Saturday's game. Coaching aggressiveness. So, And if you're watching right now and you're watching the game, it will get there will be a situation where one coach needs to be aggressive. What's gonna happen? So let's talk about that later in the week.
0: Sounds good. Let's go ahead and wrap up this big Tuesday show with Tuesday sports trivia. We need a rebound because apparently if I go away, trivia goes down the drain. But let's let's get a rebound here, Zach. But first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai.
1: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is a quick trip down I-40, exit 236, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You can check out the Palisade, which is their full-size SUV. You can check out their Sonata, which is their four-door sedan, which I own. I own a Sonata. And they have tradable features. If you've got a, a Hyundai or a car that you need to trade in to upgrade, they will take a look and give you value for your car. So, Wilson County Hyundai... Again, it's not downtown Nashville, which is actually a benefit because those prices are jacked up. I always give the reference of a Broadway beer and an outskirts beer, right? That's the difference. So uh, I would go to the outskirts and obviously no drinking and driving. But if you're going to get a new ride, go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can get a great price with Payne Bone and his team.
0: Don't forget, download the Betmgm app today. Use code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. You place a ten dollar wager, uh, money line wager on any NBA game tonight, and you get two hundred bucks when either team hits a three point shot. That's going to happen. Free two hundred bucks. That's code ATOZ200. And a ten dollar money line wager is what unlocks that new user uh, situation there for you guys. Let's do it, Zach. Time for Tuesday Sports Trivia, Zach. Let's get this thing rolling.
1: Yep, Tuesday Sports Trivia. This is Titans theme. So what I'm going to do, I've got about 25 questions, but I'm going to have to pick and choose because some of them are easy. Like, you know, what is Steve McNair's number? It's nine. Okay, so um, we're going to go through, and there's going to be some difficult ones because it also dates back to the Houston Oilers, right? So you're gonna to have to know not only you know team history, but you're gonna to have to to know new history. So let's start with this question. Who threw the first touchdown pass in team history? This is Titans slash Oilers trivia. Who threw the first touchdown pass in team history? Oilers counts. Uh, yeah.
0: So we're that's talking like 1960.
1: correct. So I say it's not going to just be uh and there's no multiple street. choice.
0: I, I was uh, Roy says George Blanda. I was going to say George Blanda. That's what I was going to say. George Blanda. But again, he could have started in 1961, I, but George Blanda was what I was going to go with.
1: I think that's it looks like that's what the chat is saying.
0: I think that's the most realistic answer we can give again no googling so because you know
1: so i say i i, I kind of want to we're trying to figure out this trivia game you know as we go i kind of yeah. want to put a timer on each question
0: um I, I say we go with george blanda because i don't think that's something that nobody's going to google all right like nobody googled that answer
1: you know lock it in
0: finally it is a george blanda
1: that is
0: correct. Oh, all right. I didn't know we were going to get the answer out of this. I thought we were going to keep rolling. But anyway. Well, want to
1: know. somebody googled. And you know how they got caught? Kurt. I knew I thought Kurt did. Kurt, you cheated. Kurt, you're now going to have to be in timeout, and I'm going to put you in timeout right now. I'm not going to I'm this is going to be a warning, but you're you're Kurt, you're being put in timeout. I'm literally putting you in YouTube timeout as we speak. There you go. Your timeout. You cheated. And the reason why I know how you cheated—that's why there will be a forty-second. There will be a forty-five-second clock after the question. I'll, so am I doing they, this clock? I've got the clock. Okay. After I read the second question, forty-five seconds on the clock. Got Charlie it. Hennigan actually scored the first touchdown, but it was received. That, that's who received it. It was thrown by George Blanda in a 37 to 22 victory over the Oakland Raiders. So sorry, bud, you're in timeout. Maybe come back tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Next question. Uh, This is one. I think we can all get. Yeah. Um, Which Titans QB was named to the pro bowl, despite throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. That's Vince young.
0: (laughs) Because he was like the third or fourth alternate in two thousand and like six, it might have been his rookie year.
1: It was because he, he backdoored his way in. He got rookie yeah. of the year, and he backdoored his way in. Yeah, because
0: he well, they won a bunch of games. So Vince Young finally did he?
1: Yes, thirteen touchdowns thrown, twelve or uh, thirteen interceptions, only twelve touchdowns thrown. Yeah. Uh, interesting. What year did the franchise win its first league championship?
0: Nineteen sixty one.
1: What a- year what year did the franchise win its first league championship? The clock has started. So I
0: it's either nineteen sixty 1960 or nineteen sixty-one. Now how they define uh league. Is it division? Because I know the Titans won back to back divisional championships since uh I think it's 1960. In it, it, what
1: year did the franchise win the first league championship?
0: I, I don't know what league means. They played in the league back then that no longer exists. I, I'm going to go with 1960.
1: Yeah, 15 seconds. You want to lock that in? Z, 1960.
0: Is the... A lot of a lot of people are saying 1960 in the
1: chat. All right. The Oilers won their first two AFL championships, defeating the Chargers in 1960 and 61. So you're correct. Yeah. All right, 3-0. Let's roll. Which which running back was known as the human bowling ball? Which running back was known as the human bowling ball? It's got to be Earl Campbell, right?
0: I, I don't there hasn't been a Titans running back who's been known as the human bowling ball. And the only, now we've got, uh, <laughs> Jay Tice is Maurice Jones. Drew, uh, <laughs> it's got All to we're be 23 seconds. It, it, now G man says, uh, what is that?
1: G man, we got five seconds. Lorenza,
0: I think it. I think it's. I think it's Earl Campbell.
1: You gonna lock it in? Finally to Z. That is incorrect. Who is it? One of the most popular figures in the early days of the AFL was Charlie Toler. Yeah. Okay. Nobody guessed that,
0: so we can move on. To <laughs> so three and one. Nobody guessed that. Nobody guessed that. A lot of people said Lorenzo Neal, but he was a fullback, and he's clearly said running back in the question. So
1: all right. Um, let's see here. Who holds the franchise record for interceptions? Who holds the franchise record for interceptions? Clock started.
0: Oh man. Ah, uh, Kevin Byard's like top five.
1: Like Michael Griffin,
0: no. Caught like interceptions caught. G man says Ken Houston. I, some, that some sounds. I'll get got some Samari Roll. I, it's not. It's somebody from the Oilers. It's, I think Ken Houston because it's an older name. Ah,
1: so I'm altering it. It it will be 60 seconds from here on out because there is a delay for Facebook. I want to give the chat a little bit. I give them 10 more seconds. Uh, Finnegan. I don't
0: know. The chat's all over the place. All right. The
1: time's up. What are we going to submit? Ken Houston, final A to Z. The correct answer. Is not Ken Houston. It is Jim Norton. Ah, number Gary forty-three Rodriguez was the first jersey retired by the Oilers, acknowledging his club record forty-five career interceptions. Mm-hmm.
0: Mark Jones, all caps. It's Griffin. No, I knew it was not Michael Griffin. It was somebody who I knew it was somebody who had their jersey number retired, and thirty-one still out there. So what are we? Three and two. Three and two. Thirty-three still being worn.
1: All right. Next question. Yeah. Which Super Bowl record did the Titans set in Super Bowl way they play it 34? 34. Yeah. Could you not read the Roman numerals? Which which Super Bowl record did the Titans set in Super Bowl 34? Fewest punt returns gained, or fewest punt return yards gained, most rushing yards by a quarterback, fewest turnovers, or all of the above? What? I'm starting the clock. Which Super Bowl record did the Titans set in Super Bowl 34? Fewest punt return yards gained, most rushing yards by a quarterback, fewest turnovers, or all of the
0: above? I I I know McNair did do the rushing yards. I know that's a fact, but I don't know about the other.
1: Fewest punt return return yards gained, or fewest turnovers? Fewest fewest turnovers turnovers zero. zero.
0: So it's got to be rushing yards by a quarterback. They can't set a Super Bowl record and be the first team in 34 games to have zero turnovers. That's that's BS if that if it's all the above. So I think it's got to be rushing yards
1: by a quarterback. What's the chat saying? We have 10 uh, seconds.
0: Rushing yards or pick all the above. I just think if we pick all the above then throw out the t- fewest turnovers because there's been somebody who's had a Super Bowl with zero turnovers.
1: Well, they could have that record to be tied. But with that's zero. but
0: the question set the record, right? Yeah, it says so. Set. That's BS. So I say it's got to be. Tank all says right, go time's with all up.
1: The, what's, what's our final answer?
0: Rushing yards by a quarterback. Final A to Z.
1: That is incorrect.
0: Is it all of the above?
1: It is all of the above. Throw that out. Throw that Steaming in the comments. Steve McNair rushed for 64 yards on eight carries. The Titans and Rams combined for zero turnovers. That's the record. And the Titans not- had a negative one punt return yards. That's in the game.
0: BS. That is BS. BS. Because there was never, it was the Titans, not Titans, Rams combined. That's bull. Well,
1: that they helped BS. set it.
0: That's you BS. Can, I You can think that's complain,
1: BS. but it 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 counts.
0: I hate that three We're and three, three and relu- three reluctantly three and three. That's ridiculous.
1: God, this is yeah, but Where's Jack? <laughs> Not doing much better. <laughs> All right, Buying um, his jersey. Yeah, I mean in his Stafford jersey. All right, in how many of. Quarterback Vince Young's six NFL seasons, did he throw more interceptions than touchdowns? (laughs) How in how many of quarterback Vince Young's six NFL seasons did he throw more interceptions than touchdowns? The clock has started. So, how many of his seasons, he had six NFL seasons. How many of those six did he throw more interceptions than touchdowns? Yeah, I think like three or four. It can't be six, right? It could. Oh my gosh! There's no way.
0: (laughs) Six NFL seasons. Well, did he even like throw a touchdown in with the Eagles?
1: I think. What's the chat saying? We got three. three Is is the most popular
0: answer. answer. Okay.
1: Three. We yeah. Three is the most popular. I think we got to go with the chat on this.
0: Let's go. Let's roll with the chat. Final at Z Z three.
1: <sighs> Vince Young was played by interceptions throughout his career, tossing more interceptions than touchdowns in four mm. out of six NFL seasons. Man, we are what now, are, what, what is this show? What do we we are we even now do this for?
0: <laughs> have more incorrect than correct three and four.
1: Oh, that may be. Uh...
0: All right, we got we got to turn this thing around. All right, I still next... think we should throw out the multiple choice answer of the all well, of the above. You, FBS. But
1: you, that's not going to happen. So, um, um, next question: What team did the Oilers trade quarterback Warren Moon to? What team did the Oilers trade quarterback Warren Moon to? So it's either the Seahawks, the Chiefs. What else did he play for? He played for the Vikings? He played for uh, those three teams?
0: Seahawks is the only one I remember, really.
1: He definitely played for the Chiefs. uh, I think it's the Seahawks, though.
0: Well, Eric and Brent and Scott say the Vikings, and so does Nick. So, apparently, the Vikings.
1: I knew he played for all three of them. I just didn't know. I'm trying to find the order. So, I say we go Vikings, final A to Z. Oh, wow. That's what we're in on? Yes. Moon was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for third and fourth round draft picks. Passed All for right. over 4,200 yards in each of his first two seasons.
0: There we go. All right. We're back
1: even, four and four. All right. Um, next question. Stop. Who scored both the Titans touchdowns in Super Bowl 34? Who scored both of the Titans' touchdowns in Super Bowl thirty-four? Eddie George. If it was both of them, I know he scored one, so that has to be the answer, right?
0: Yeah, Eddie George. Yeah, I yes, Eddie George, final A to Z.
1: Well, it wasn't Kevin Dyson. No, Uh, that was that hurt. That stung. It's been twenty-two years. People don't forget <laughs> you want to lock that bad yeah, boy. Finally to Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 95 rushing yards, 35 receiving t- yards and two touchdowns. All and right. Where are we at? Buddy.
0: We are at five and four. We need this one.
1: What was the Titans most lopsided victory in history? What was the Titans' most lopsided victory in history? So this is I mean I think you can always point to the what 59 nothing game for New England but this is That's in the history.
0: The, yeah. And that was a that was a loss. Lopsided oh, victory.
1: Yeah, that was a loss. You're right. What was the Titans' most lopsided victory?
0: Um I like- Part of me wants to say the Jags, ooh, Thanksgiving Lions game. What was that final score?
1: Ooh, yeah. That now, Thanksgiving they, beat, Lions. they beat
0: the Cowboys on Christmas in 2031 Nothing. That's pretty damn lopsided.
1: I think it has to be more than that.
0: Have they it's won? It's got to by... be a
1: 50. I mean, in the history of all the games, it's got to be a 50 in, in the 50s.
0: Point differential?
1: Lopsided victory.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. What, what was that one?
1: Lions score?
0: That was like 50.
1: It was like 52. to zero. I mean, it was embarrassing.
0: So, uh,
1: uh, Noah, Noah brings up a point. We have 15 seconds. Let's go with the
0: Lions Thanksgiving game. Actually, no, let's go with let's go with Noah. Let's go with Nathan. Noah because Noah has the context of being He in the has the team.
1: context. Noah has the yeah. context. I'd rather so go with Noah. Let's
0: go, let's go with right. our guy Noah. Noah's all over the place. Noah watches us every day. Let's have Noah save us with this last one to get us to six and four. Final to Z, fifty five nothing over the Raiders.
1: On September ninth, nineteen sixty one, the Oilers, led by quarterback George Blanda to come full circle, Book defeated in. the Oakland Raiders fifty five to nothing. There we go. Out <laughs> of Noah. Noah gets the love of the show. There you go. I knew Great it was in the fifties. It couldn't have been in the thirties. That's huge. Hall of Fame comes into play when you visit. That's right.
0: So, everybody, take your road trip to the Hall of Fame, and maybe you'll help us out with Tuesday's Sports Trivia down the road. Six and five? Six and four.
1: Six and four, right.
0: Better than four and seven, right?
1: We were four and 11. We had a bonus So,
0: you answered 15 questions?
1: Oh, I guess four, four, 11, excuse me. Yeah,
0: four and seven. Are you sure you did the math right <laughs> last week? <laughs>
1: well yeah because but austin you don't know um it was a like i, I shared my screen it was a different it that's was a fine. whole different that, no, that's
0: fine i'm just because you i said four and seven you said no four and eleven i'm just making sure the math was done correctly because it's four of eleven so yeah that's why i seven. corrected myself though okay i'm just making sure all right guys uh yeah uh nick says we need to go 16 questions so we can get nine and seven that's pretty fun funny comment so what are we at I'll have to go back and look because of uh, being out last week.
1: I'll have to figure that out. Because we had done, we went undefeated. I mean, we've (laughs) overcorrected.
0: Well, it's in, yeah, it's in the text between the two of us. It's just two weeks ago. And so I'm going to have to go back and find that because we
1: text a lot. So I'm just going to have to scroll, but it's in there. I can figure this out real quick. How many questions do we get right in a row?
0: We were at one point, we were 35-0.
1: So 35. We got, um, we missed 11 questions out of 32, right? No, we missed, we missed nine. nine. Yeah. So what is 35 plus 26? 35 plus
0: 23. It's 23. <laughs> is 58. We were 58 at 67 at one point.
1: Okay. So now let's add our total here. We There was another
0: week though. So there was this week six and four, you guys going four and seven, and then the two weeks ago that I don't remember the results of.
1: Okay. Well, okay. We'll recap. Next Tuesday, Sports yes. Trivia. We need to learn a little bit more about the team, the history of the team that that either you're a fan of or that we cover. Yes, no doubt about that.
0: All right, guys, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Content galore. Check it out, a to z slash Nashville for all of our Titans comment content there. Also, at Buck Rising will be live at 8 o'clock tonight for A-to-Z Sports Primetime. Check out the A-to-Z Sports Podcast Network for more, and we'll see you guys bright and early on Wednesday. For a throwing shade day. Appreciate it.
1: Sorry for math on Aaron. That's never fun. Adios. <laughs>